can deny me. You can decide to turn your face away. No matter causes, something inside so strong. All right, so we are a little later than usual for this particular segment. Joining us today is uh, Darius Dabani. He's an author, the author of When I Grow Up. And I guess it's a relevant question for a young man like himself to be uh, speaking about. Darius, good morning to you. Good morning, Cathy, and thank you for having me on your show. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Firstly, tell me a little bit about yourself and the fact that you have authored a book. Um, I met you were 17 when you wrote it. How old are you this year? Um, I'll be eight, I'm 18 right now, and in August I'll be turning 19. Oh wow! Congratulations mm. to you. So really, really a great accomplishment for you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to actually write this book. Um, you know, I've always been a person with big dreams. Um, I've never um, 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 thought of doing anything but achieving my dreams. And I've always been inspired by people who always gave me hope. And so we all know that um, everybody wants to be heard. Everybody has a voice. Everybody wants to be somebody. But then you get to understand that if everybody wants to speak, who's really listening? And, you know, the peop- and, you know in our world, people with wealth or fame and the leaders in our, con- I mean, in our world have the loudest voices. But then what about the dream in that class that's underachieving? Um, what about the single mothers who want their best for their kids but don't know um, how they're going to do it? What about the bullies who have so much pain and don't know how to deal with it that they just lash out on others? So I've always wanted to be that voice. I want to be a voice for those people and let that dreamer know that your dreams are possible. Mm-hmm. That you don't need to seek anyone's approval about your dreams. That to all the mothers and those that are feeling pain, that you're strong and you've come too far to give up. And all I ask is that you stay faithful because you will live to see a brighter day. That was my inspiration for writing the book. Sure. And, and, you know, you've titled it When I Grow Up. So how much of it is actually about your own personal dreams and aspirations, given the fact that, you know, you are at an important time in your life where you're taking the next Mm. step out of leaving high school and the world is really just full of endless possibility. It becomes a blank canvas for you to to, to paint whatever you want. Mm. Um, I do bring my own perspectives and my own dreams that one day I also want to drive that Lamborghini or one day I want to be the person to inspire someone to continue chasing their dreams. Uh, But I also present um, other people's experiences in the book so that the book can also become relatable and help people understand that they may not be the only people going through the challenges that they're currently faced with. And yes, the book is titled When I Grew Up. And it did take a while for me to come up with the title, actually. Um, And I thought to myself that, you know what, this book will help people realize all their dreams. And I asked myself, what was the question that adults asked me as a youngster, which sparked the light to all my dreams? And that question was, what do you want to be when you grow up? So when readers look at this title, When I Grow Up, it's, 
supposed to spark a light to all their dreams and all the things that they've always wanted to achieve. I want to talk to you about the lockdown and perhaps your own personal experience of going through the lockdown uh-huh. um, while you were still also completing part of your schooling, I, I understand, and just, um, you know, how that then found its way into the book. Um, you know, lockdown, it was not an easy, it, it was a very, they were very, it was a challenging time. Um, I really um, 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 cons- console with those who lost family members and friends. I empath- I really empathize with them. And I just want to say that I saw the opportunity, you know, because we had so much more time, uh, we weren't attending physical lessons and were at home and we had more time. I saw this opportunity to really pen down this book. And so, like I say, that even through the most difficult of times, we should all see an opportunity to gain a skill or gain more knowledge or even to bring purpose uh, to the world or, or, or impact the world. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I really took my time with it. Um, and by the grace of God, I was able to finish the book um, um, by June, actually, last year. So so effectively, you managed to, to finish it just as we were really going to get into the height of, of the pandemic. Tell me about the conversations that you were having with some of your friends, with some of uh, your colleagues at school and just being in this experience and, and really being amongst, you know, a, a generation that will that will be forever remembered as the, 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 the matric class that had to graduate and, and had to write its matric under COVID-19? Um, you know, it, we, we, we all thought that we were going to still continue school this year. Uh, we, we had no idea how um, our lives were going to turn out because of the pandemic. And I think a lot of us were worried, especially about the fact of the exams that you know, the exams weren't changed that um, and we still had to learn the full curriculum. I mean, mm. it's hard enough to finish a full curriculum when you have when you've been at school the entire year. But when you have a pandemic and you all of a sudden in the by February, you're sitting at home and it's 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 much more challenging to finish the curriculum. And I think. I would just like to say to all my peers that did finish uh, 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 matric and to those that are in matric this year, um, well done. Um, I just want to say that we have done, you've done your utmost best and um, through that you were still able to achieve greatness. Let's talk about the app that you also put together. So you've been quite a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, thank you for that. Um, so I remember I was on vacation and I met this guy who, um, um, solved an, an, an economic problem as well. And I was so inspired by the fact that he was able to impact a large number of people. And I remember after the vacation, uh, when I was back at school, I was always thinking, okay, what can I do to help people make their lives easier? And I came across portal accidents, and I learned that 49% of all accidents in our country are caused by portals. And so I created this invention, which I call the portal marker. 
and that invention is an L-shaped object with reflectors and lights, which indicates the length and width of a pothole, and it allows uh, road users to clearly see where the pothole is um, before they even get to it. So you know you do get those signs which say there'll be potholes for the next two uh, kilometers and they don't exactly indicate where the potholes are. And with the app, um, the app works alongside with the pothole marker as it, uh, the pothole marker is a tracker as well and it indicates um, on the app exactly where all the pothole markers have been placed which shows where the potholes are and... Mm. Um, that's still being implemented. Uh, we most definitely are still looking for more um, funders and obviously the Department of Transport to do join us on this journey to help make South Africa a better place. Darius, what, what you really show, I think, is the possibility for young people in this country. And uh-huh. we know that there are so many different challenges that the youth in this country are, are facing. What are your reflections on some of those challenges and, and perhaps what it is that, that young people can do um, that is within their grasp to to try and, and change some of those issues, even though um, you know the reason why they in, in, in the position that they're in is largely not of their own doing. Um, I most definitely think you're right. I mean, the youth uh, do face challenges that we are all aware of, um, such as unemployment, um, bullying, um, um, teenage pregnancies, underachieving in class. Um, and what happens is these people... Um, Sorry, I can hear myself through the mic. Um, these people feel end up feeling feelings like feeling unloved, feeling unworthy. They feel as though they have limitations. They feel fear and they feel doubt. And what the book does, it helps people realize that, you know, they may not be the only people going through the challenges that they're faced with. Mm. And that all their dreams are on the other side of all their fears. And that all these feelings that they're feeling are only mind state and not their reality. And so we have a vision that we uh, want corporate companies to join us on this fruitful journey to help impact the youth so that they can live their dreams. And they'll be doing that by buying copies for public schools and we'll distribute them. And why should they do this? I, I think they should do this because... I am part of the youth, which I believe I can become, well, I am relatable to them. And because of that, this book can be a a form of comfort and motivation that they too can live their dreams and they can use me as a voice to speak to the youth. Darius, who must buy this book? Um, the, The youth in our country and everybody who has dreams and aspire to live those dreams and wants to find what their God-given purpose is. Mm-hmm. And and for people who might be at home who are perhaps a bit older than you and are thinking, well, what am I going to learn from this soon-to-be 19-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what I can tell them is they'll learn a different perspective um, towards life. Um, I'll give an example. You... I'll give an example of unemployment and bullying. Um, you know, unemployment, it's 
I I really empathize with them because it's a difficult time for them. They mm. comparing themselves to their peers because their peers have jobs and they don't have jobs. It's demotivating. It's it's you feel directionless. And I I know this because um, I passively experienced it because my dad too was once unemployed, um, but he yeah he, he's good now. Um, so. I want to say that unemployment is bad, but I think we should also look at it, try to look at it as a perspective to also gain another skill um, or do something which will make your CV stand out. With bullying, we often see the bullies as, as the enemies, but they're really not. They are just people who are going through a painful time and just don't know how to deal with that pain, so they lash out on others. I think you should see bullies and help them overcome the challenges that they're also faced with. Darius Dabane, the author of When I Grow Up. Well, Darius, I certainly wish you all of the best uh, in terms of this book that you have penned. And as you heard him there, it's a book that's great for young people, teenagers. I mean, he deals with a number of themes in that book that are really uh, relevant to young people today. And as he as he said, he sees himself as being a voice for some of these issues. And uh, perhaps it's a way of sparking the conversation and making sure that whatever it is that young people are carrying in their hearts and in their minds does not stay there but that we create platforms we create opportunity for them to air some of these things for for it to create conversation uh, in the country and ultimately we better understand each other and we better understand, um, you know, young people as, as a grouping. Of course, they're not a homogeneous group, but it gives us better insights into uh, their thinking and perhaps even their perspective of our country and even of our society. So uh, really, really uh, an interesting one to be able to support the uh, Darius Tabani, like I said, the author of When I Grow Up. All right, it's edging towards 11 o'clock. Luanda Maume standing by with the latest uh, 11 o'clock news update before we get there though good morning katie it's musa zindela from Deppen here so the ANC now is in financial troubles uh, which is very sad uh, on the part of the workers because this is affecting them negatively what are the chances that the ANC finally managed to loot their own ANC funds here so it looks like the, the chickens have come home to roost finally. To have, and I know. Uh, morning, SAFM. Uh, I believe that there's many ways to sell these stones, in as much as they are illegal for one to possess. <clears throat> but there's many ways to sell them. There's illegal mines everywhere. People always find a way to sell. So no one, I believe, that will send these stones back to the government most corrupt governments themselves.